everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is all the zombie ladies you know and love, starting with in person, Ariel. Hey. And Matilda. Hi. And Jody. Hello. And Sarah. Hi. You always get a little song. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> something about your name makes you just want to sing. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. It's the big finale. <laughs> it is the big finale. You're right. That is true. I saved the best for last. Oh my God, you guys. We have such a fun show today. We're going to go to the. <laughs> really interesting places because you know who was in control of programming <laughs> <laughs> the one the only matilda <laughs> we're gonna be talking about daddy whore you always pick the kinkiest topics i love it <laughs> oh she can see her she just turned into the shrug emoji <laughs> yeah, the wife was like, what issues does she have <laughs> the heart wants what it wants <laughs> oh, so we're gonna be reviewing pure an episode from into into the dark yes, yes. into the dark on hulu mm-hmm. and the loved ones so that'll be really fun we also have you guys you know how i always complain we don't get listener mail yeah oh, we got listener mail we got an epic listener mail. Oh, nice. okay <laughs> so yeah so that'll be really fun um but before we get into all that, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Any Good. fun, exciting things? Any Pacific Northwest dong situations we need to hear about? Any updates? No, no. Have they gone luckily... into hibernation? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just been like too cold and too wet for people to be naked outside. Oh, darn. Yeah. No, it's been very quiet. And then this past week, I've been staying at my dad's house and he lives in like a super boring neighborhood. So nothing's going on. <laughs> Those are the ones you have to watch out for. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's where people are doing lobotomies with boiling water and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does live not too far from that sex cult. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. There's a different sex cult in your dad's neighborhood. Starting yeah. to think maybe the common denominator is That sex cult's been if there everywhere for you go, there's a sex cult, maybe you're the sex cult. <laughs> the sex cult is next door to my high school. Oh. Yeah. That seems like so troubling weird. recruiting opportunities. You're talking about the purple people? Yeah, they yeah. never came out or oh, okay. talked to us. Yeah, you okay. wouldn't. There were lots of stories that the kids in my class had about like their car breaking down near their compound <laughs> and having oh. to go in and use the phone. <laughs> I don't think they were true. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> How about you gals? Sarah, Jody, what have you guys been up to? Anything exciting? Uh, no, no sex cults. Yeah, no, I don't think I can find Yet. That. Yet. Yet, sure. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? Not much. Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. Fine. Let's move on to what we've been watching. That's what we've been up to. Ariel, let's start with you. Um, okay, so I watched the movie Ready or Not. Oh, is it? Which just came out on like video on demand. It was so much fun. I really, really like this movie. It's I feel like it's kind of like if you took your next and mixed it with like an Agatha Christie book, like, and then mm. there were none or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had so much fun watching this movie. Like if you need something that's just light and kind of mindless fun, this is one to pick. Cause I, I wasn't expecting it to be that much, but I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. What else have you been watching? 
So I took Rachel's recommendation and watched The Headhunter. Oh, yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I shouldn't be. I, that might be too early. What did you think? I loved this oh, movie. Yay! <laughs> Justified, yay! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's so short. Like, you, yeah. you can get through it really quickly. And it's just, like, a fun time. Yeah. It's crazy how it in like it's still really enjoyable even though there's like almost no dialogue in the movie yeah yeah i highly recommend it oh i'm so glad i'm looking at the rotten i looked it up and the rotten tomato score is a hundred percent oh wow with an audience score of 56 percent well which yeah. is kind of fascinating yeah i, I, I guess see i could how see that, that could be i could see how that could be because it is it's odd it's an odd movie uh-huh. yeah I, you know yeah i, I can that see that i also think it. i also could see somebody maybe losing it in the first half hour if like right it's not gripping to you yeah um not even getting to the great ending yeah i mean because all of the action for the first i don't know two-thirds of the movie happens off screen and that could be really frustrating i get that but the end i feel like makes up for it. yeah and i didn't i didn't feel like it was boring or monotonous like i enjoyed myself the whole time awesome anything else no, I haven't been watching that much horror in the last That's couple fine. weeks. Mostly I've been watching Oh, but see, it's Matt crunch Lock. time. Matlock. <laughs> you are killing me, so. <laughs> I could talk about that if you want. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, awesome. Okay, well, Jody, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, yeah, not too much. I feel the same as Ariel. I haven't really been watching a bunch of horror movies since we last recorded. Um, I did see one that had been, been on my list for a little while uh, called The Final Girls. And um, there's a few movies, I think, with the same title. So so this is the one with uh, Tysa Farmiger as um, playing a a young woman who um, her mother was a horror actress um, who passes away. And Mm -hmm. um, she the the daughter gets uh, so she was famous for being in this in this B movie, kind of like a Friday the 13th-esque movie. Um, And uh, the daughter and her friends gets kind of sucked into the movie. Um, And it was quite a fun premise. I think I was expecting more from it. I thought um, it started off quite you know, sort of post-screen kind of meta, like, oh, well, these are the rules, and if you're, you know, if you have sex, that means you're going to die, and you can only beat the killer if you're the final girl, which means you have to be a virgin. And they they, they, they reference all of those all of those things from those slasher movies. I think it didn't really work on the whole, because the, the universe didn't really make sense, uh, because they're in the space of the movie, but then it's in real time, um, and it, the, those two things didn't really work together for me. Um, so I, I, I don't think it really worked over, overall, but... Um, like it wasn't, it almost wasn't silly enough or funny enough to, to really kind of hit those marks for me. Oh, that's too bad. Um, but the characters were yeah. likable. Yeah, did you guys all see it? I did. It? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Adam, D- yeah. did you Adam like Devine, is that his name? The guy from Morgan yeah. is really funny, and I thought he made mm-hmm. me laugh a lot. Um, it's because he's sort of like the, the sexy jock guy, like archetype. Yeah. It's supposed to be like an 80s really slasher. Yeah. I don't know. I, I totally see what you mean. Like, all of your criticisms are super fair. I thought it... But I, I think what saved it for me is that it has, like, a lot of heart. It got me yeah. It got me in the feelers. So, like, <laughs> a lot of times that'll paint over, like, plot problems. So, like, mm-hmm. I think... Like I said, I think your sure. criticism yeah. is totally valid. But I came away from it actually liking it. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see those things, too. I think maybe because it didn't super grab me at first... I didn't really mm-hmm. benefit from those other things either because I wasn't as into the movie as, as I might have been if it, had, yeah. if it had really worked on those levels. But, um, um, but you know, if if you're in, into kind of like a horror, like a self-referential horror comedy, um, I'd still recommend it to horror fans. I think. I just wish it was a little more R-rated. That was my one complaint coming away from it. I was mm. like, for a, a genre that is 
pretty transgressive especially like in the 80s yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that was my kind of one cup i wish they had like really leaned it like because it's supposed to be like a horror <laughs> fans movie right like i wish they had gone there yeah with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think probably because we've already been spoiled by tucker and dale who really manages to do that because that's still like a there. really heartwarming movie but it's all but it's also really gruesome in places as well and really rough yeah yeah um, <laughs> so quite yeah yeah, but maybe it's unfair to to because it's not you know like you have to take a movie on its own as well. But yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I I um, totally agree. Like other... if you compare it to Tucker and Dale, it's like <laughs> sure. Tucker and Dale is like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the other movie I watched was The Nightingale, which I think Ariel you mentioned on the last show or the one before. Um, yes, I think last episode. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, if, if you want gruesome and transgressive, I mean, that's uh, that's there in the Nightingale. So um, I'm sure listeners will yeah. know this is um, Jennifer Kent's um, follow up to the Babadook. Um, and uh, apparently, after the Babadook was released, she was just bombarded with like offers to make movies, um, but she already like had been working on this uh, this idea. Yeah. Um, but the, the the movie's great. I mean, it's 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 definitely sort of tapping into a a rage that I think has been felt for a long time, and um, it it. It, it it goes over all sorts of things, you know, sexual assault and uh, racism and abuse. And it's it's definitely brutal. I definitely recommend, um, you know, sort of going in, um, knowing what you're in for, I suppose. Which um, I was telling yeah. you guys already about this in the chat. When I, when I got there, there were these two old ladies in the cinema being kind of like warned by um, <laughs> a staff member at, at the cinema. Like, you do know what this movie is about, don't you? And you do know. Like, why do you think we're here? And they were so funny. And they were like, and then when the guy, like, who's like, okay, I just want to make sure, because, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a violent movie. I just want to make sure you're okay, which is it's quite sweet. But then they were like, after he left, why was he talking to us? Why did he just single us out? God, we love violent movies. God, like you should, you should hear about the things we saw when we were younger. God. And it was so cute. And they were just really excited to be out at the cinema uh, together. And, yeah, it was really, really nice. But I mean, I, I, they didn't talk during the movie, so I don't know what they felt. Uh, How did they, they seem the as they were filing out? Did, was, what was the vibe filing out of that movie, first of all? It was just all quiet yeah. uh, filing out. No one was yeah. really talking. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look over and see. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Anything else you've been watching? Um, no, that's it. I've been watching Glow. Um, I'm, I'm late to the party, but Glow's really good. I've been watching that. Yeah. <laughs> There's your palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. How about you, Matilda? What have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching more TV horror. Okay. There's some good TV horror. Yeah. 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 There's some good TV horror and especially Hulu, which I kind of like the Into the Dark stuff, one of which we're going to talk about today. Uh But I feel like that series, I don't want to insult it, but like, I feel like my expectations are kind of low. Okay. I feel like it's like the open mic of horror directors in a certain way where I'm like, they're going to show us what they can do. Uh Show us what they got on their mind and like kind of low stakes in a certain way. Okay. I don't know. Do other people feel that way about it? I mean, it's an anthology series. Yeah, yeah. it's hit or miss. And so you kind of know you're going to have a mixed bag. Like, some things are going to be good, some things are going to be bad. Yeah. And you kind of, like, well, we'll see. How's this go? Right. Yeah. But I feel like it, like, setting my expectations low has been really great uh-huh. with that. Um, and so I watched one called Culture Shock. Has anybody else yes. watched this one? Yes. I really liked that one. It's really I think good. it's my favorite. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. I think it might be my favorite. It is favorite a nightmare too. in pastels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like a candy coated Stepford Wives kind of. Yes. Yeah. 
like the sinister kind of like mm-hmm. American cult American suburb stuff is really good. Yeah. In that one. Um and uh speaking of low expectations for oh. um oh! I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this on your list, I was like, say what now? <laughs> what, 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 what? Uh so Hulu has a like Christmas movie. Are you going to blame it on Hulu? (laughs) (laughs) That's been our, it's our primary streaming since we like quit cable. So it said like Christmas movies. And I was like, yes, I want to look at holiday movies. So I went down and down and down on the holiday movies and Santa Jaws came up. Yes. I saw that. (laughs) Has anyone else watched this? Sarah? I I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I I remember, I think it was last year or maybe it was Santa Shark that that they had on. But yeah, it's like a shark with a little Santa hat. The sh- yes. yes, that is the. I mean, I don't want it. Spoiler alert! This is a shark movie from the Sci-Fi Network. Yes, I sent you guys a picture so of that when you were of, doing the shark. Uh, yeah, I remember yes. that, and it hadn't come out yet, or something. But that is the whole punchline of the mo- so of, of the movie. So it's a shark movie combined. <laughs> Kind of with like a Hallmark holiday movie, but about an adolescent boy who Weird. works in a comic book store. Uh-huh. And he gets a magical pen. I'm just going to spoil this movie. He gets a magical pen. He draws a comic of Santa Jaws. Uh-huh. And, Sa- and it's like, nobody has my back in this family. I wish I was alone for Christmas while he's drawing the Santa Jaws. And then Santa Jaws comes and kills his whole family. <laughs> Nice. And Santa Jaws is not attracted to blood in the water. Santa Jaws is attracted to Christmas things. So, like, first he's fishing with Grandpa, and Grandpa spills eggnog in the water, and Santa Jaws comes. Nice. With more excuses to put Christmas stuff in the water, and every time Santa Jaws, Santa this. The physics of this movie don't make any sense because that hat stays on Santa Jaws's dorsal fin the whole time. So you get a shot of it coming and a shot of it going. And it stays on during like impressive leaps and sidewinders to get somebody. Oh my God. And the dad is the same dad that's in pure. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, like so. dad. If you want like an excellent dumb christmas movie you can't you can't beat santa jaws yes i may have overcorrected with my let me just lower the bar and see if i can have a good time but it was it was it paid off i have to say it was pretty good um and then on the other end of the highbrow spectrum um yes. i watched i finally watched san junipero yes promises made promises, promises made. Kept. uh it was so good Prepare to cry. Have you watched it? I haven't. So the other night when Rachel was posting about it, I was like, oh, shit, I was supposed to watch that. And I was like, okay, I'll start watching it. But then before I got a chance, Rachel started, like, texting crying emojis. No, in the best way. Yeah. No, it's so (laughs) But, like, am I going to cry? Yes. But, like, good tears. And it's Mackenzie Davis, who we just saw in. um, It's so good. All right. right. You are going to love it. I still haven't seen it either, so don't feel bad. All right. Okay, well, next good. episode we're gonna be talking San Junipero again because you guys need to watch that movie. It's so good, and the the soundtrack is excellent. Yes. I looked it up. It's Clint Mansell, who's the same Requiem for a Dream. Um, 
Requiem for a Dream soundtrack. Oh. So we actually, when we were dancing a show last night, we were dancing a piece from Requiem for a Dream. Oh, um, nice. Because it's, it's real uplifting, <laughs> as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uplifting piece of music. But uh, but in it, it's like great synth soundtrack yes. in San Unipero. You're going to love it. I, I didn't mean to discourage you. Like, it's, it's No, you so didn't. Good. I just, like, I cry so easily, you know. That but I'm it's like... a good cry. You know, like, there's cry okay. where you're, like, afterwards you feel bad. Yeah. This is cry where afterwards you feel, like, moved. Okay. Yeah. No, I was right, moved. I wasn't depressed. Cry. I was moved. I need to watch. I've only ever seen one episode of Black Mirror, so I probably should fix that. It, like... <laughs> The rest of them will make you cry regular tears. This is a different. This is okay. It's not. Tears. It's not grim. You know how some of the black mirrors can be kind yeah. of dystopic. Or Nobody grim. has this sex with not. a pig. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. All then. Right. Is that the one you watched before? No, I just okay. I watched oh. that one where it's like Facebook rules your life. Like you get voted up and down with points, and that determines like your oh, okay, yeah. status in society. Yeah. Oh. So you haven't seen the good ones, is what yeah, you're saying. I, yeah, I really disliked it, and so mm. I was like, "This isn't for me." Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, no. <laughs> no. And like no. I said in the chat, anything with like Tapau's heart and soul in it is just gonna like tenderize me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, what have you been watching? Uh, well, I finally caught up with the uh, uh, new remake, reboot, whatever of Child's Play um, from last year. Uh huh. And, uh, oh, yeah, I watched that too. Actually, yeah. wasn't that bad? Like, I mean, I can see where people were didn't like the Chucky doll and whatnot, but I mean, like, yeah, I've decided I'm never owning an Alexa. I'm never having a Google Home. Right. Yeah, fuck Alexa. Exactly. <laughs> no, no way. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I mean, I actually really really enjoyed it. And oh, that kill the the kill of the mom's boyfriend. Ooh, that was brutal. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That one's the worst. Yeah. One. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I enjoyed that one, and then uh, saw it chapter two. Caught up with that one also. Awesome. Nice. Enjoyed it, but I could see where the people had some issues with how how it began. Yeah. And it's one of those. And Man. it's one of those things that like that's in the that stuff's in the book, and it would have been better if it had been hinted at mm. in the beginning in the first one. Especially like uh-huh. with how um, Richie's story wraps up, you know his big mm. secret being revealed. Right. But the only right. there's only one mm. teeny tiny little hint of that, and that's when he's walking when in the beginning when they're walking by they're leaving school and Patrick blows a kiss at him, and it's mm-hmm. like okay well you don't oh, that's yeah. the only like teeniest tiny little hint of anything like that going on, and then. Mm-hmm you come at it in full force in the second movie it that yeah it doesn't make sense and there was just huh what did you think about the ending sarah i thought the ending was okay i just it, it i was just kind of thinking about it last night running it through my head and i'm like okay so mike has this this like leather pouch that you know this leather basket that's mm-hmm. supposed to be you know this great thing that's like i wonder how many people were actually just kind of fucking with him like you, you think now nowadays like people are just like like you go to a reservation and you're like, "Tell me about the spirits," and they're just fucking trolling you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like, come on, that that trope yeah. is so overdone. Yeah, is that is that directly from the book? I was guessing it was because it was so random. No, no, oh, interesting. Sort of, sort of. So, I I really liked a lot of it, uh-huh. but 
I don't know if anybody else had this experience in the movie theater. Everybody's seen it, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he turns into like baby it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. A- <laughs> it just everybody started laughing. I was laughing like, but it wasn't. Yeah. I felt like there wasn't anything scary or I was eerie like, or upsetting about it. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it was. I just thought it was yeah, really right. fucking well, like, the, lame. The, the like a really yeah. lame way to end it. Like, spider crab was fucking scary. Yeah, that yeah. part was cool, but like just nagging him to death yeah. also, I just thought was dumb. Yeah. It was fucking dumb. Yeah, and there, yeah. there were so many mm-hmm. cool, scary moments in the, the first one that like really got to mm-hmm. me uh-huh. when I watched the first one. I didn't really feel like that happened with any of it in this movie, there except were a maybe the couple moments, like the the mirrored maze, scene. also under the bleachers. Yeah, yeah and under really the bleachers. Crazy. Yes, I agree with you. Those, but other than those two things, I felt like most of it fell a little flat for me yeah. i mean this book is really uneven too right like the first half with the kids is great and then the stuff with the adults is not it's it's true in the miniseries it's true in the book yeah, very it's true just not as strong as yeah. the yeah. first half. i also think there's something like sort of an in, inherently more um scary or gets to you more when you're watching it happen to little kids that you yeah. don't feel as strongly when it's happening to adults right i also think one of the things that i love about so many stephen king movies is that part where like the kids are together and getting to know each other and like going through adolescence, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. that part of the first movie and the first miniseries, I love. Yeah. And you don't you don't get that same feeling when they're even when they're coming back as yeah. adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Also, overall, what did you think, Sarah? Did you like it, Chapter Two? I liked it, but it just doesn't have the rewatchability for me that the first one did. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Well, as I mentioned, I watched some stuff. Uh, we already talked about Ready or Not, which was my favorite thing that I watched over the break. Um, but I also watched a movie called Freaks. Have any of you guys seen that? Not yet. No, I've been wanting to, but I haven't been able to get a hold of it. Okay, cool. That's an old... Mm-mm. No, no, no. Okay. This is a new one that just it stars Emile Hirsch and mm-hmm. Bruce Dern. So it's about this girl, Mary, who lives with her father, but he's kept her locked up in the house her whole life. And uh, basically tells her she can never go outside because it's too dangerous. But she's like getting to that age where she's starting to get really curious. And uh, she starts like peeking out the window and she sees this like creepy ice cream man waiting outside. Mm. Who's like trying to get her to come out. There's like a ghost that starts appearing in her closet. This like screaming woman in her closet. It's definitely more of a sci-fi story than a horror story. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely, I don't know that it's actually, I would call it a horror movie. It's on, like, people keep talking about it like it's sci-fi horror. I don't really feel that way, but I could, I if someone wanted to argue, I wouldn't fight it. Um, it also um, sounds like it's thematic with what we're talking about today with, like, the daddy. There is a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that. Um, there's really strong performances across the board, particularly the little girl, because this is a movie that focuses on this like seven year old girl. And if that performance is not strong, yeah. it is painful. But actually, she's really great, like going back and forth between being like sweet and naive and just like really desperately wanting to have like a mom um, and being kind of scary. And Bruce Dern is creepy as fuck as the ice cream man. <laughs> he is so creepy in this. The less you know going in, the better. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go too much further into this, but I definitely recommend it. Other thing I watched, <laughs> I think I'm, I, do anybody else have, does anybody else have Apple Plus? 
No. no. Okay, so we bought new iPhones no. this year, so you get a year of Apple Plus, mm-hmm. which is how I ended up watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the new series Servant, which is the M Night Shyamalan series. Mm-hmm. No, oh, right, I've heard about that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's about this like wealthy couple in New York um, mm-hmm. who hire a nanny to come take care of their baby, but the baby is actually one of those real. Right, I saw the preview. It looks crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, the nanny's totally unfazed by this. And then things start getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then things start getting weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if I would say it's a good show. Mm. Like, quote-unquote good. But it is... I'm completely obsessed with it. Like, mm. I can't stop thinking about it. It's, like, it's very mysterious. It's very ominous. Like, it's very old school Shyamalan. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Mm. Um, Like, is there something going on with the nanny? Is everybody crazy? Like, what is happening? So, like, lots of atmosphere also. Oh, tons of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, like, it has, like, a very, like, 70s horror vibe to it. Like, very Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm totally intrigued by it. I'm... I want to reserve my recommendation till the, like, as far as saying, like, it's good or bad till the end, because I could really go either way at this point. But, like, I recommend joining me on the journey <laughs> to find out. Because I'm so, like, I was like, we were going to watch one episode, and they released three, okay. like, all at the same time. I was like, we'll just watch one. I was like, Unamas. So we watched the second one, I was like, Unamas! <laughs> <laughs> because everyone ends in a way that you're like, holy fuck crazy is it supposed to be like a mini series or an ongoing i don't know i don't think this i mean if it's a if it's an ongoing it would have probably have to be like anthology anthology because like it feels very self-contained there was also like something i've never seen in a movie before where like she has mastitis from breastfeeding okay and like the nanny has to massage her boob out yeah. and it like explodes with milk underwater it's like the cummiest thing i've ever seen um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really something i know matilda that face is correct that is the correct response <laughs> yeah i'm so, just having a freeze response <laughs> it was it was a lot like both Randy and i were like it's <laughs> 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 a whole thing um and it also has rupert grint in it Oh, nice. Yeah, he plays, Good like, the him. brother of the wife. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I definitely, rec- like I said, recommend joining me. <laughs> I can't fully <laughs> recommend it yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm compelled. <laughs> so. I mean, that makes sense. And I feel like he's kind of a mixed bag in that, like, if you hate whatever the twist turns out to be, you're like, God damn it. Yeah. But if you don't, then. You're like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the body horror of that breast milk scene sounds compelling to me. Yeah. Of course it does. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> That's on friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> it must be seen to be believed. Okay. We are going to dig into the movies. Matilda, you did the programming for this episode. Tell me what made you decide to go this route. Um, I think there are a lot of movies. I was thinking about horror. I watched Pure first, and mm-hmm. then The Loved Ones had been on my list for a long time. Right. Uh, as one that I kept seeing people enthuse about, mm-hmm. and um, it was, you know, the Australia-New Zealand horror tends to be some of my favorite horror, so I was excited to watch it. Um, and it made me think about how many kind of, like, mother-son pairs there are in classic horror. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about, like, a daddy-daughter 
Oh, that's interesting. Pairing, although the horror is a different thing in these, right? Oh, and yeah. I know I've said on this podcast before that some of my favorite horror ever is kind of horror that gets at the perversity of being socialized female. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so I feel like both of these have some elements yeah. of that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, there's religious horror in the pure thing. Yeah. That one was kind of like a perfect, perfect <laughs> Matilda storm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, do you have a preference in what order we do these in? Nope. No preference. So I have them in, in the order of pure and loved ones, but I yeah. don't care which. Like, I think if, that's probably does that in terms sense? of an intensity build. That's probably that the is right. true. <laughs> the right way to go. All right, cool. So who has the um, synopsis for pure? I do. All right. All right, so Pure is the finale of this year's Into the Dark series from 2019. It's directed by Hannah McPherson and starring Jakara Smith, who people might know from the Nosferatu Shutter. Oh, okay. Um, series, uh, McKaylee Miller, Sierra Bravo, and Annalisa Cochran. Uh, this is uh, at a father-daughter purity retreat. Uh. Several teenage girls perform a secret ritual to conjure a powerful entity. As the stakes escalate for the girls with their fathers, so too does the spirit who has been awakened, who has come for a reckoning for those who hurt and control young women. Awesome. (laughs) All right. So what did you think about this movie, Matilda? I liked it more than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially the escalation in the last 10 minutes Mm -hmm. or so was... (laughs) had one very troublesome thing to me but otherwise was um pretty satisfying uh-huh. it, it was mo- more effective horror than i had expected okay yeah although i think we'll talk about this but the the scariest and creepiest and most upsetting scene in this movie for me is nothing that has gore what is it it's the photo shoot with the oh, dad yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah that's mm. a good scene yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like in order for a horror movie to stick with me, I have to be unsettled. And yeah. that scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for me, it was because I like experienced this personally was the past. It was the gum analogy. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, do you want to uh-huh. chew it now? Except for in our class, we passed around a piece of candy. And then we went back to the first, like everyone in the in the classroom held it. And then passed it along. And then it got back to the first person. And the teacher was like, all right, now eat it. You want to eat it? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the wife was having some similar <laughs> so issues, awful. too. Because she grew up in that same kind of yeah. community. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. fort- you know, she like she said, she's like, fortunately, that kind of stuff was, like, really coming into into popularity. Like, as she was coming out of high school and going out on her own. Because, like, I remember being in college and there was some teacher that was there that was that that did a big seminar about you know the proper rules of courting and how a man and a woman you know should be in you know should should save themselves from marriage and and you know christ's holy love and they shouldn't even hold hands until they're married and you know it's like what gross they should always be chaperoned oh god (laughs) i feel like this is a more recent phenomenon is that right I was really curious to talk to people who, grew, having uh, not grown up in heavy church, I was 
the curious. purity ball and purity ring was not something that like I like the particular like the pledge the ring yeah and the ball. that was uh -huh. definitely not a thing when I was going through this period in my life but like all the stuff they talk about yes yeah like that that ring very true mm -hmm. very and then true. when she's like what about the um, boys and he's like well as a father of two young sons yeah mm. yeah purity looks a little different for them yeah also They're not yeah. as easily I mean, tempted. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing about like Eve coming from his rib, making him and like that she was good, but she was weak. I was right. like, oh god, damn it. <laughs> I mean, it, isn't that a little bit? You could tell me because you grew up more with this, but like, isn't that a little bit the narrative? Is that yeah? Like women are uh, responsible for if like sex happens, women are more responsible because it is more up to us to. Like well, I mean, boys things. cannot be expected to control themselves. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. I think mm -hmm. that, like, it's a biological fact that boys cannot control themselves sexually. So it's up to girls. And then also all the consequences are on the mm -hmm. girl. Right. right. Yeah. So it's the double whammo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with religion in, in my house at all, but mm -hmm. I had a few friends growing up whose families were very religious so I often ended up going to church with them or going to youth yeah. group. And I always felt like our main character where she's just kind of like stony faced and shocked when he's talking about all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, because they all seemed so into it. <laughs> and my friend, uh, he his family were like very conservative Baptists and they had a youth group and he was always inviting me to go to this youth group. So I finally went with him one time and it was just a big speech about like the evils of women and how you have to not have sex. Yeah. How dirty yeah. you are. That sounds about right. Yeah. That was my experience as well. So <laughs> then they opened it up to questions and I like confronted him about how much bullshit that was. And Ooh, look at you. <laughs> no, but then he just got, did he that go stop. well? <laughs> no, no, it didn't, no, it didn't go well. Everybody looked at me like I was being inappropriate. And then the preacher just kept talking about like Adam and Eve and how, if I understood the story, I would get it. And, I just needed to like learn and pay attention better. Yeah, that <laughs> I didn't go about right as well. <laughs> you spend time in the box, <laughs> right? Oh right. God. Uh, how about you, Sarah? What did you think of this movie? Oh God, I must have thrown up my mouth about fifty times during uh. this thing. <laughs> I know when yeah. you said you're like I threw up ten times. I was like, get ready for fifty more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that 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 scene with the with the portraits was. Very unsettling. But, I mean, have uh, you actually, like, Googled those portraits? They're really unsettling. No. Oh, really? Oh. Purity. Oh, yeah. Ball portraits. Oh, they didn't make those up for this movie? No. Oh. Oh, oh. God. They're even worse. <laughs> oh, did you look, you look them up? I just, yeah, I just Google okay, search, like, Google image search. I like the one that's in front of the oil, oil field. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Like, how can you tell the difference between one of these purity ball pictures and like a child bride, right? Yeah. That's what they look like. Oh, ooh, ooh. You see that yeah, one with a father and oh. two daughter daughters, and he's like leaning in to kiss one of them. Grim, grim, grim. Like the thing is, is everybody in nope, those pictures nope, is nope. thinking about her hymen. It's very <laughs> troubling. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, okay, sorry. So yeah, okay. Thank you for that for that, that upsetting detour. But Sarah, what what else did you think about it? Like in terms of the pay, like they really set you up for the payoff yeah. in terms of no. I mean the pay the payoff was great. I I I, I really kind of wish they had a they, they, something more had happened to the preacher. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. I would have liked to have seen, you know, Chris Pratt. Yeah, I would like Chris Pratt's cousin or doppelganger, kind of. Whose cousin or doppelganger? Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, what? Ooh, gross. Ew. Yuck. I'm not like I didn't even know more negative associations with Chris Pratt. So now, purity balls and purity rings, stuff like that. Did did that? Has that made it across the Atlantic, or have you been spared this? Um, yeah, I, I, I've never heard of it before, so either I've been spared myself, or like it's just not a thing over here. Um, but I, I wasn't really raised in a religious household either, and I don't, I don't have that many friends who were either, so I don't know if it's a real thing. But I'm going to do some digging now, like the, the few people that I know who are Christian, to see if it's a thing. But um, this, yeah, I, I love this movie. This was great, and um, I think going into it. Um, because uh, I was trying to find out more about it, and I just couldn't find anything, but I hadn't realised it was kind of more like a TV episode. Um, so um, then I think going mm-hmm. in, maybe my expectations were lowered, because I thought, oh, well, m- maybe it'll just be kind of, you know, like TV quality. And I thought it was a lot better than that. Um, so, yeah, thanks for bringing it to our attention. Yeah. Really liked it. Okay. And I think I was waiting for something, like, in a way, something more sinister. To, like, okay, what's the big twist going to be? Like, it's some big, like... Um, you know, like, because it, it reminded me of the perfection in some ways. So I thought maybe I was expecting a, a similar mm, twist. Yes. And then, but there wasn't like really sure. anything like that. But then it's, that doesn't mean it's less sinister. It's still like, it's just, it's, it's almost worse because it's just, they're earnestly believing all these things that they're saying. And there isn't like a darker um, kind of ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. It's just that very thing that they're going to try and control their daughter's bodies. And it's, it's just that dark. And that's all that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciated that that they didn't go all the way with that. Like they didn't, the box wasn't a kind, like there wasn't kind of like outright sexual assault. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that it d- kind of didn't go. It's already monstrous. Sure. Enough. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like right. the fact yeah. that it held back, it like lets it be as monstrous mm-hmm. as it is. Yeah. Cause it could tone down the impact of the grossness and yeah. like the horror of what happened to them. If, the horror at the end had been like the mon like it had been a bigger monster or more kills or sure something. yeah like right. it's, yes. it's gross enough like, like what's would... already happening to them without right. it being outright sexual assault and i think i think yeah, maybe right. especially when they arrive at the camp at the first place and um he says something about praying and um the joe character says oh yeah well I've, I've been known to get down on my knees a few times and they kind of have a look between them so i was expecting that maybe they'd had they had something between mm-hmm. them or you know she'd been kind of t- yeah um, I, I assaulted by him or yeah. yeah yeah same thing like, i was like dude this guy's a creeper isn't he yeah i mean the whole thing i, I mean just... yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> the answer is yes not I mean, that his particular whole brand is, but <laughs> yeah his whole ministry is about pymus yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah i mean and they they monitor everything it's like they not only have to wear white clothes the whole time they have to wear white underwear and bras too yeah. it's like everything it's and, fucking creepy, and the man. Dad, and then the, oh my god, the when you girl with yeah. the black. If you know, if, yeah. if your mother had been a, a, you know, had more respect, had a father in her life, right, had more respect right. for herself. You, yeah, I was just yeah. like, are you kidding? Mm. I know, right? You've had are an affair you? with her. No, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys read the so, um, that reductress article? Of, uh, I, I accompany my son to his annual penis doctor checkup just to make sure his penis is bone dry. Fucking hilarious! <laughs> yeah. Was that in response? Yeah. To the... uh, yes. Actress for the win. So funny! I'll send it to you. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> send it. Send it. We'll throw it in the show notes sure. for people at home to enjoy. So, 
Um, just really quickly, I want to point out this was directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. directed by Hannah McPherson. Um, it looks like she's done some shorts and some TV stuff, but this is kind of her feature film debut. Uh-huh. And uh, I think this the having the voice of a woman was essential for oh, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that. Also, um, so Into the Dark, for people who don't know, or I don't know if you know this, Jody, um, each of the installments is based around some holiday. This one was based around Daughter's Day, mm-hmm. which is something that we don't really celebrate mm. here yeah. because it was created mostly to help to destigmatize having a daughter in other parts of the world. Oh, oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like the the pride of having a daughter gone wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not just now okay and maybe proud of having a daughter, but it's like you have to control everything mm-hmm. about her. Well, and it's protectiveness gone wrong. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like protectiveness gone into an overinvestment that kind of feels at least to an outsider like me in those religions, like crossing a line. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very so. much so. <laughs> um, I appreciated how totally unsubtle this movie was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, it, I kept thinking about, do you remember during the 2016 election, when they were talking about abortion and they asked Trump, well, should women be punished for having yeah. abortions? And he said, yes. Yeah, like some kind of, somebody's got to pay for it. Basically. And yeah, and people were like outraged at his answer. I mean, I mean, obviously it's an outrageous answer, but what they were outraged about was that he said the quiet part out loud. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like how this movie sort of says all the, like, it's all couched in this idea of morality and protection and fatherly love and, you know, preparing them for this beautiful love they're going to have with their husband. Really, at its core, it's only about control. Yeah. And I like that this movie, like, just says it. It says mm-hmm. all the shit that this really means. It says it out loud. Mm-hmm. This is the horror, yeah. you know, is is the way that these, this dynamic that these fathers have. This is the horror of this. Yes. Yeah. But as we were saying, it does pull the punch of like if something weird was going on in the box or if there was kind of more explicit right. sexual abuse of the girls, like that would have kind of provided cover or deniability yeah. to how creepy all mm. this is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then it's like you could say, well, that we would never do that. That's right. not and our like, religion. Sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What did you think about this, Rachel? Oh, I mean, I this is my second time seeing it. I love it. I thought it was great. The first time, I liked it, I think, even more the second mm-hmm. time. Because the second time, I knew everything that was going to happen, right? And so I was able to view Lilith, whenever she would show up, in the movie, it seemed creepy and like she was haunting, but it was actually very protective. Yep. Like she was showing up whenever she was with that boy that was going to betray her mm-hmm. because like essentially Lilith knew what was going on yeah. yeah and so she was actually providing like a protective role so I liked that aspect mm-hmm. of it and also just like I got to under like watching the boys with the girls knowing that they're going to betray mm-hmm. them in that way I was able to watch that dynamic in a different way I don't know I really love I mean I think a lot of times purity balls get treated as being like kind of dorky and square like I remember when the Jonas Brothers all had purity rings Do you remember yes that? No, but no. that's gross. Okay, thank you. Someone, <laughs> thank you for confirming that. I did not want to be the sole <laughs> yeah, person. No, no, no. I remember knew that. <laughs> Growing up, especially in a heavy military town, a lot of the people that I knew that mm. did like purity rings or this kind of stuff, they were Mormons. So I always associated that thing with Mormon, not mm. fundamentalist Christian. Last month at work, there must have been about 
four different kids that came in with like shirts or sweatshirts and stuff that said pure that said uh, virginity rocks. You're like, but have you tried sex? <laughs> <laughs> One of those things is your body, your choice. Do you do whatever? But it's just so like absolutely weird, you know? Yeah, it made me watching this movie the first time. I just kept thinking how happy I was to have been raised by the parents I was. Like my mom is a sex positive hippie who's also a nurse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in high school, we had to take sex ed. My mom signed me out of sex ed, signing some like religious thing, like you don't want to be a part of it. Cause she was like, they're just going to teach you bullshit. She's like, they're just going <laughs> right. to like, yeah. they're gonna fuck with your head. They're going to say stuff that's not true. You don't need to do that. So I was like, okay. See, I'm, yeah, I'm your greatest like sexual repression was not being able to shave your legs. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh yeah, we had that fight too. Yeah, that was the yeah. biggest fight I ever got into with my mom, I think. Jody, do you have any of this bullshit in no. your country, or are you guys a little more? Um, no, I mean, not a- we had normal sex education. There's no kind of like religious angle to it, and uh, I don't know anyone that has. Um, in, in one of my old jobs, though, I worked um, with um, with younger people, and um, part of my job was to um, distribute. Um, <clears throat> there's a, a scheme here in the UK called the C card, uh, condom card, um, where if you're under a certain age, I think if you're under 22 or something, you can get you can get free contraceptions, but you have to have like a little talk. Like, that's Excellent. so cool. Yeah. Look at this reasonable as fuck policy. Yeah. Well, it is, except I was <laughs> the one totally that had to... affordable policy. Yeah, except I was the one that had to do the talk. So I had to talk to, like, 15-year-old boys about erections and pre-cum <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, just, like... Oh, <laughs> God. I talk to your 16-year-old classmates about this. Love it. Yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But because I, mean... I, 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 hear, I hear them outside the office, like, puffing up their chest and, yeah, going to get some rubbers in it. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. and then they come in like, please, miss, can I have some condoms, please? Like, oh. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. But we have to have this little talk. Thing. But it's a really positive scheme. I hope it's still going. That's quite a long time ago that I was doing that job now, but um but yeah no in school we didn't uh we, we just had the kind of like every other year from the age of like i think maybe just like 11 to 13 we had like okay and this is what a sperm is and this is how you get pregnant and but it wasn't really i didn't feel like it was preachy at the wow. time yeah i also taught a semester of sex ed to a middle school oh, yeah. i taught really? a lot of versions about sex ed <laughs> so did i <laughs> you did a good thing for the world rachel <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of my qualification. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got, y'all. It was not abstinence based. Let me tell you. I was very happy. I was in a school where um, it was like in Berkeley, and it was a very liberal parent school. Who they were just like, please, somebody else have this conversation with God. Gotcha. Yeah. It was more you that. You'd be so good at it, though. I feel like you would be great. I feel like kids would be able to talk to you. Yeah, you it was just, fun. You exude like no judgment. You know. Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So back to the movie. <laughs> so much of what we talk about when we're talking about horror movies that are interesting to us is like it comes down to like people's entitlement to women's bodies, whether mm-hmm. it's to, yep, for sex or whether it's for violence, whatever the case may be. Like at the core of horror is often the entitlement some force or some person has to another body. And I like that this is kind of another take on the entitlement to someone's body like yes. these fathers feel very entitled to yeah. what this the, their daughter's bodies can and cannot do and when and how and all of the above and that is horrific that is the horror so even though it's a bloodless violence it's still a violence based in in male entitlement that is and then there's the yeah. one father yeah, that's, that's really watching you know he picked out the dress for her and he you know she's wearing the dress and he's like it's snug 
Mm. You know, he's, he's watching. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. also entitled like, to run the way she eats and exercises. Like, I'm sorry, I disappointed yeah. you. He's like, You're only hurting yourself. It's like, oh man. And then the amount of guilt and shame that the preacher's daughter feels after she has that interaction with the boy. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she just hates herself. Boy. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the thing about like I'm she's kissing used someone and... else's husband. Yeah. Oh, that made yeah. me groan. <laughs> oh God. But Rachel, you're, it's so interesting what you're saying because yeah, so much of horror is about like a physical, like a, a like a body line being crossed, yeah. right? Like that's why I think there's so many, so much stabbing and slashers sure. and all of those things. And mm-hmm. this is just like the threat of that, or mm-hmm. making something that may or may not be threatening mm-hmm. into a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The one other thing I or I did have a couple other thoughts about this. I did kind of love that the girl who was like the rebellious sister who kept mm-hmm. being like, fuck mm-hmm. you. And I'm going to wear my black bra and black underpants under this white lace dress. And, uh-huh. um, that her arc around sex personally was not actually heroic. Like yeah. she kind of was rebellious, but not empowered yeah. as opposed to the main character. And that was a distinction I kind of appreciated. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, sex is complicated. Yes. And, like, the narratives in this movie around it, it's complicated. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. Yeah, and so I, I appreciated that it was complicated in, in a way that it wasn't, like, no, sex is always, teenage sex is always fine and uncomplicated. Yeah. Right, like, what's everybody so excited about? Like, that's not actually yeah. true right. either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, yeah. definitely. The last thing I, I would say is I also like the touch of having the father be an adulterer. Mm-hmm. yeah because like there is absolutely like no consequences in the church for having been like right because it's clear to everybody that can see that he must have had an affair right right, right. like i mean it, it's it they say yeah they bonds, talk about whatever it. like that's actually like a really important fundamental plot point is that he is an adulterer yeah and yet it's her sexuality that is like the problem that mm-hmm. they have built a camp around protecting her sexuality yeah well and that's why that daughter is just like I do not respect your authority at all. Yeah. Because yeah. right. no, you're yeah. bullshit. Yeah. 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 So. So the one last thing I wanted to bring up was in the final scene, mm-hmm. the main character who I think does such an amazing job, um, that actress. Right. Find her name. She plays the librarian in Nosferatu. In right? Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is it Robin McLeavy? No. Takara Smith. Book. Sorry. A wrong movie. Takara Smith. Yes. Um, that... So she is also one of the only non like women of color at this camp. I mean, and she is in that a makes cage sense for a purity ball. And she is in a cage at the end. And there was part of me that was just like, "This is going a place I'm not sure about." Mm-hmm. Right, and that she's like in a cage, and there's some kind of like quote unquote like ancient primitive energy I don't know like there was mm-hmm. something about that that I was like oh I mean it definitely was on a knife said she could have gone one way or the yeah. other I think it was okay in the end but I what think, do you think it was okay but but like, I, like, I, careful I gripped now. the couch for a minute yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> It's like Joe Biden answering a question. About <laughs> a debate. You're like, land the plane! <laughs> land it! <laughs> Not on phonograph. Land the plane. <laughs> we did it again! <laughs> okay, I lied. I also have one more point. I like the use of Lilith as the supernatural yeah. nurse. Yeah. And that, like, she kind of um, emphasizes or, like, metaphorically 
communicates this idea that like female oppression started at the very beginning, mm-hmm. like the very yeah. first woman, right? From the beginning, mm-hmm. we literally started with female oppression, yeah. And that it's like an ancient and storied history, yeah, that leads up to like the the legacy of that kind of thought, whether it was in the creation or in the writing of these stories, mm-hmm. has led to this present day practice of these purity balls, yeah. So, yeah. Some part of me wanted it to come through the preacher's daughter. Wanted her to come through the preacher's daughter. Right. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, that would have been good too. Yeah. That would have been good Which too. Which would have solved the whole cage. Cage problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for no, she had to be a non virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she could have boned down in the in the four it could have been more than just a guess. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts, ladies? Um yeah, look, one thing that really unsettled me was was not not just the the controlling of like and the the repression of uh, their daughter's sexuality, but also the the celebration of their future sexuality. But like more of their husbands, like oh, you're gonna give give yeah. him this great gift, yeah. And like just the idea of on their wedding day, yeah. like giving yeah. the key over, like you're gonna fuck my daughter now, like good luck, get get in there, brother. Like uh, that really was just like <laughs> just really got under my skin. I don't know how you guys like felt about that. Like like not not only. Yeah, shutting it's it down, but like, well, one day you will, and like, and when the the pastor makes the joke about like, I mean, look at my daughter, like, oh, I've got boys queuing up at my house, like, oh, dude, come on, like that, yeah. yeah. That, it that, is that, the that. kind of like dad as Christian pimp, mm. yeah, kind of thing. That's <laughs> so trouble. right? Because the the preacher's daughter even talks about like her dad having to like interview the guy, or he'll pick one out for her. Yeah, like she doesn't even really oh, get a say right. in her husband. The only thing that bothered me about this movie was that stupid, too wide, uh, insidious grin that that uh, you know James Wan mm. grin that that Lilith kept getting. Yeah. Oh, okay. That just kind of mm. like yeah. she'd be really. It's like okay, she's really cool. She's there, and then all of a sudden she gets that like stretched out grin, and you're like, oh, please knock that shit off. <laughs> you're like unnecessary yeah i really like that opening kind of dream sequence with the kind of like two sort of bride looking characters with like mm. the black lace and the white lace on each other like yeah. mirroring each other and the way she's kind of crawling but with like her her butt like in the air so she just looks like a sphere it's just like looks really cool like where she's kind of crawling through the, uh, the mm. grass but also the um the colors that the four girls wear because they talk about elements and i don't know if this is deliberate or not because it doesn't like it's not exactly but um joe's wearing red which is fire. Shay's wearing yellow, which is air. Kellyanne's wearing blue, which is water. Um, oh. Like really, Earth should be like green or something. But then they're wearing like they almost look like 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 they're wearing team colors. Um, but then at the at the ball, um, Joe and Shay are switched. So Joe has um, yellow in her like flowers in her wreath around her around her head, and Shay has um, mm. and Shay has red. So I think I, I don't know if that was almost tying in with what you were saying, uh, Matilda, about the uh, the two characters kind of switching. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I don't know. Shay maybe embodying that that the like the elements that she has perceived Joe to be having this kind of like the the fierce I don't know fierce nature that she she uh, admires in her sister. I don't know. I don't I don't know if that was deliberate or not. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good catch. Neat little vis- Now I need to cues. go back and look at it. Again. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just just that final scene of all the girls kind of on the floor, like just like sort of embracing like mm-hmm. in a. And then just like walking through the uh, through through the grass together, like on their way to like who, who knows, but like proper midsummer vibes with the flowers in their hair and the white dresses. Yeah, it's really really cool yeah. like visual little little things. It was all that that pagan imagery, like the swords mm. and the 
the the wearing of the white, the flower crowns, the you know, yeah. I mean, all of it. And it's just yeah, 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 definitely. Maybe I mean I know they're so overdone, but it made me want a flower crown. <laughs> I was like, yeah, brother. Oh you want a flower <laughs> crown? Go to a Lana Del Rey concert. They're everywhere. <laughs> See, I know that's what I'm seeing. Like they're kind of ruined, but then when you put them back in the context where they, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. give it to me for the midsummer mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I I all I want in life is to be that giant flower slug at the end. Right. That's all I want. They could sew like several like funereal hearts together or whatever and put you know those big display <laughs> ones that go on the easel i'm like i'm mentally like putting together a dress i want to make i want i kind of want to make a dress and just like cover it in fake flowers you should that yeah i'm thinking amazing? that would make a really cool mm-hmm. cosplay it. costume for like um sinister creature con yes cosplay <laughs> i would definitely wait to wear that to an appropriate event <laughs> um, cool any other thoughts before we move on to the loved ones no okay cool i think so uh i think we all all thumbs up on this movie yeah Yeah. across the board cool who has the synopsis for the loved ones i've got the loved ones um okay so the loved ones uh came out in 2009 it was directed by sean byrne who it was his first feature film he also directed the devil's candy which i think we've talked about before um it's starring xavier samuel robin mclevy and john brumpton Okay, so um, attempting to avoid a bloody figure in the road, high schooler Brent wraps his car around a tree, killing his father. Now he is filled with guilt and left to deal with his despondent mother, who he thinks blames him for the death of his father. After turning down a date to the prom with a girl from school named Lola in favor of going with his girlfriend, Brent is kidnapped and taken to a remote home by the father of the girl he rejected. There, Brent is tortured and forced to take part in a bizarre and violent prom ritual with the dangerous Lola as his date. Mm. Matilda, you selected this. <laughs> what did you think of the loved ones? Well, about halfway through, I was like, "Do I want to put people through this?" <laughs> um, <laughs> but I ultimately really liked it. I feel like there was something, um, even though there is torture in this movie for sure, mm-hmm. and that part was very unsettling. And when I was watching it, I was like. Thank God the genders are not reversed in this movie. I would be like coming out of my skin. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's, it is both a torture movie that's very hard to watch and still has that kind of like heartwarming Australian horror comedy aspect to yeah. it to yeah. some degree, which made for a very, like it tempered it a little bit for me but i can also see how that might not work for somebody to be so light yes (laughs) yeah could make it seem more sociopathic as a movie yeah to have that comedy aspect to it isn't this hilarious yeah but there were also some kind of like heartwarming things in it like with the um the girl whose brother was missing Mm -hmm. that i found that whole thing where like her parents were so thrilled that somebody was coming to see her you know yeah. like take yeah. her out like i found that really like touching yeah in parts or the, his card to the girlfriend like so yeah i i ultimately really liked it although i can understand that it is an ordeal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how about you, you ariel what did you think i really liked this movie a lot um a lot more than i thought i would because i was sort of picturing um like wolf creek mm. which 
I haven't seen that movie probably since it came out, but I, my memory of it is is so like gross, torture, and upsetting, and and this movie I think because you're right, it is tempered by like this weird um, humor uh, and sort of silliness in places, and the the touching stuff with the families um, that it it didn't feel that way to me. It didn't feel the way I did when I watched like hostel or wolf creek or something Mm -hmm. and i really liked it i mean the the gore is (laughs) is crazy it makes you squirm but it's like it's really well done i mean the relationship between the father and daughter is nuts especially with like the mom being at the dinner table and stuff um Mm -hmm. finding out what you do about like what that they've been doing this over a long stretch of time that they've when been creating these the scrapbook you're like oh yeah like oh holy shit <laughs> yeah. when you connect it to the the car crash in the beginning and you're yeah. like oh okay now i get it and also <laughs> the basement <laughs> yeah that's pretty great yeah <laughs> that's pretty great <laughs> i mean i didn't see that like i knew that obviously you know there's like something is going to be down there but the way it's done is so good and surprising you know yeah yeah the loved ones there yeah. they are yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah or as as mr rachel described it the human ladder yeah <laughs> 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 How about you, Sarah? What did you think of the loved one? Oh, I love this movie. I mean, I was this a first watch? Uh, or no, I, I saw it, it uh, when it first came out. This is probably my third watch. You know, mm. I I forgot how brutal it was. Um, I shall never forget. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And there's these little moments. These little moments when like Lola's like doing her thing that the dad you kind of see in his eyes. He kind of steps back like. Like his brain snaps back, like shit. She's really fucking yeah. crazy. And then it's yeah. like, whatever you want, dear. But he's mm-hmm. just got these like, yeah, it's like he created a monster. You see in his eyes, and it's like really interesting to to watch that acting in him. Right when like her her spell over him is broken, yeah, a little uh-huh. bit, and then it and then she kind of like re hypnotizes him. Mm-hmm. also can we talk about the lobotomy scene (laughs) because i really thought i really genuinely thought that it wasn't going to happen like Like when it comes unplugged yeah and then and then when she's kind of having a hard time getting it into the bone i thought maybe it would like cut through his flesh but like something would happen to allow him to get away yeah yeah exactly something would stop it and he would break away the fact that they actually went through with it and then made the hole bigger i know you're like you got through it you're like surely we're done with this drill oh no round two and i mean you're not you're not like seeing the drill go into his brain or anything you're just like you're hearing it and seeing blood and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's still very very upsetting as well as the boiling water I think that was the only scene I have watched. The the drill scene was the only scene I've watched through my fingers in oh, years. Uh-huh. It's like my hand will protect me. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I was definitely like I was. I was sewing while I watched, and that was definitely my head would get lower below sewing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and so I watched so like the when first he's nailing his feet with inch. a knife. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> too. Uh, you know what the thing that got to me was that they had paralyzed his vocal cords or whatever with bleach which is a thing apparently mm. um that scream though yeah 
there was still like just there was a scream and there was something about that visceral scream that was yeah. worse than if it was loud mm-hmm. yeah like oh my god <laughs> I mean, we all know i'm a fucking wimp so i feel like there was still a little <laughs> part of me let to kill you know what i right, mean like, right <laughs> it's gone now <laughs> it's been snuffed but out <laughs> another another piece of me died i mean you talk about how it's hard to see things that actually like find things that actually scare you or affect you yeah so. I'm starting to, I remember when I started this podcast <laughs> with you guys 10 years ago, I could not understand, like, when Jody and Sarah would talk about, like, the extreme horror, I was just like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Why would anyone want to do that? Just watch a regular scary movie. It's great. <laughs> but then you watch them for 10 years, and then, like, you you gotta level up. Like, at some point, <laughs> you don't get scared anymore, so you gotta seek a different sensation. And I think that's kind of what this, like, I'm getting to that place uh-huh. i'm not i'm not gonna watch necromantic Sarah. i can already feel you I'm thinking not, about I'm it over there about <laughs> if there's too much animal violence in it for you correct <laughs> although i did, i have but, i have thought about editing out edit, giving you an edited version where it's just the story and the whole thing with the, with the rabbit has been cut out but i'm trying to figure out how to do that with necromantic 2 because there's a lot of clubbing baby seals oh god so i I, no. I, I was i was better like <laughs> On no, the TV, they're on the TV in the background. So I was trying to think, maybe just like blurring those out. This feels like a very familiar conversation. Yeah, I'm back to feeling how I did ten years ago. <laughs> okay, and now. I think Sarah's pick is next too. Yep, after we still, do the year end, yep. you still get the zombie gets spin off. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not there yet. But the point is, I now have a more of an understanding of why people like want. Like I can. I I was. Not ready for torture porn when it came out. But right. like now I'm like, okay, even though I don't necessarily, I'm not like dying to check out Hostel. I'm like, okay, I get why people would watch Hostel. Yeah. Whereas before I was like, but why though? I don't understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I totally sidetracked us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jody. Jody, what did you think? Uh, I don't think I liked this movie quite as much as you guys did. Um, I think maybe it was trying to do too many things. And there's parts of it that I really, really like. I just feel like maybe... There's two or three ideas in this movie that um, might have been stronger if they just focused on them. Um, and part of my, my issue with mm. it, I think, is um, I don't buy the kind of crazed but infantile villain. Like, I feel like it was a bit cartoony and I never mm. really found her that threatening, even though those torture scenes are really, really gruesome. And that, especially those knives through the feet, I've, I've got a real thing about, like, the tops of my feet like the idea of them breaking or like dropping something on my feet. So hammering through them with a pair of knives, uh-huh. like into the floor, that really got to me. Um, but it didn't really hang together. And I can't, I, I can't exactly put my finger on why, other than like the, the, the kind of comedy scenes with the friend, like didn't really gel with the rest of the movie. Um, even though like, you know, that it's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the I agree with that. The yeah. yeah. It just felt a bit like maybe they're trying to fill time. Well, um, you, you, I, yeah, I could see if it was, if there was something that we kind of knew before, because you don't really know the girl's story before and how she's mm. connected until she's like, after the dance, when she's yeah. lying on the bed, she says, just find my brother. And you're like, yeah, the cop's son. Okay. Right. Like the, the scenes with the, like the cop on the phone with, um, with Brent's mother and you can, and, um, uh, and his wife's kind of overhearing and he's saying, Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure he'll turn up. He always does. And like, and she's been waiting for her son to turn up, who who never did. Like her, like I, I don't know if that, if 
if we know whether mm-hmm. they ever knew what happened to their son. Um, and I thought that could have been explored a, a, a bit more, maybe. Um, and I don't know if these were deliberate nods to other movies, but um, there's kind of like there's a misery reference when um, he, he sees him getting hit, like when the trap door opens and then she attacks the car. Yeah. And when um, he's in the basement flipping the torch on and off, that mm-hmm. looked like a fatal attraction kind of callback, which maybe mm-hmm. ties into the sort of, I don't know, bunny boiler sort of culture, maybe. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I do think it's interesting. The um, it, it was almost like a reverse take on Carrie. With with the dad encourage like he really wants his daughter to go to prom and get laid by a, by by a nice guy, and he's you know to the point where he'll kidnap someone and bring him to the house for her. Um, and then uh, the mm-hmm. kind of sort of Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. element of him like sort of waking up from his. That's um, uh, the one I was waiting yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, and then like looking around the table at this sort of like crazed family dinner sort of scene going on. Right. I just feel like none of it was maybe explored to the extent that I would have liked it. And maybe if there were fewer elements, they could have they could have fleshed out some of those a bit more for me. Maybe. Yeah, I like someone described it as like a gender flipped Texas Chainsaw Massacre table. Right. Yeah. Like instead of Grandpa, mm-hmm. it's Mom. Mm-hmm. Instead of the cook, it's it's Lola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also made me think of that scene in was it Hannibal or Red Dragon where they. Where he's oh, like yeah. cutting into Ray Liotta's God. brain at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. God, I hated that. Movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hannibal. I think yeah, it was Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. When you said Hannibal, I had completely forgot about it. I went immediately <laughs> to the show. Oh, yeah, I have a <laughs> yeah. yeah, that garbage pile out of my mind. Oh God, I hated that. Movie. <laughs> well, and Mom's name has been removed, right? Like Mom is Bright Eyes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's and I assume nothing. that's actually Mom. Given yeah, what's I think happened. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But... Definitely. Yeah, I mean, both of these movies have this, like, um, this is not a word I totally tend to use, but, like, this perversion of the power dynamic between fathers and daughters, and mm-hmm. both, all the fathers are over-invested in their daughter's sexuality yeah. in mm-hmm. one way or another, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I was saying, like, this is if Jeffrey Dahmer ro- raised Veruca Salt. <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Totally. Um, and it's, it, like, the first movie was all about, like, withholding sexuality or withholding in general. Like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Setting up all of these boundaries. Whereas this one is about, like, the opposite. Like, it's all about indulgence. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that's, has, that's a sickness of its own kind. When you, like, indulge princess. Like, it's the princess, I guess. Like, the two takes on, like, daddy's little girl, daddy's little yes. princess is, like, ivory tower or spoiled and she must, I want to give her the world, the apple of my eye version sure. of daddy's mm-hmm. little princess. Mm-hmm. And, like, how both of those are kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, no, that's a really yeah. good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the soundtrack in this, I thought, was also really effective. Just this, like, pink unicorn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pop yes, that song soundtrack. that and my pretty enough song. Mm. Yeah, is it totally stuck in your head? Yes, oh, yeah. fully stuck in my yes. head. <laughs> I yes, can, and they do it so much. You could, I could sing it right now. Like, <laughs> you hear it so many times in that movie. Yeah, but and the first time you hear it, you're kind of like you don't really fully understand Lola, and you it feels childlike. Mm-hmm. But the last time when she's singing it, when it walk you, she walks down the street. It's just so fucking sinister at that point. It's just so, yeah, oh, yeah. so upsetting. And they're like putting glitter in his wounds. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of it is kind they're of. They're salting him. Like your drawings yeah. get, Ugh. your drawings get, get uh, even better. And it's just like, she carved mm. it in with a fork. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think this movie gets at something that is this kind of like 
I don't know that I've seen something that gets it like the sinister quality to a to a focus that teenage girls can get on someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean like I feel like we usually see like I think I was thinking of like the crush or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's never never before has it felt quite so I mean gruesome. Like yeah. so yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? I don't know. I kind of or so threatening. Yeah, I kind of liked that. <laughs> Which says a lot about me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think that definitely there are some tonal shifts in this movie that are, would be, a, like, would put people off. I totally get that. Like, mm-hmm. I acknowledge it. But I kind of feel like it's this weird, like, if Eli Roth and John Hughes had a baby, they could make <laughs> this movie. Um... And, like, all the characters, like, I kept thinking about the title of The Loved Ones, right? Like, and in, in the context of that title, I felt like, even before we knew the twisty twist, that, like, they were, there was, like, actually, the brother was linked, he was the kid at the beginning, and it was all, like, full circle, like, like, I, I was, tr- I was kind of, like, looking at the different kinds of love, like, there's the early, the beginning stages of love, there's, like, the grief that comes with loving someone and losing someone, there's like all these different kinds and effects of love that like I, you know, ultimately the loved ones are the things in the basement. Right. But I think there's also a larger story about what it is to be loved and like the yes. costs of love mm-hmm. that tie some of the other things together. Like there's the lighthearted, easy parts of it and the fun, exciting early stages of love. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, life goes on and things happen and in, like there is a toll, like oftentimes, to, yes, like, having that connection to someone. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was kind of, I was going. Okay, I think this is what they're doing with these these things. Is like there's a larger story about love here. Yeah. yeah, even early on when the um guy and his girlfriend are making out in the car, uh-huh. and she says to him, "I love you," and he's like, eh, like yeah. kind of can't, but then writes the card. Uh-huh. I feel like there's something about like the ability to have love. I have not watched a lot. I tend to avoid sort of torturing movies. So maybe you guys can tell me if this is true or not. But I get the sense that it is a rare film, torture film, where the end takeaway of the movie is like your main character embracing life. At the beginning, he's like hanging on the edge of that cliff, like playing with the idea of death and yes. cutting himself and really kind of just hanging on to like whether or not he wants to be alive and by the end he's like fighting for his life instead of giving up and then choosing to be with this person that he loved yeah yeah is that is that is it fair to say that this is unique yeah. in that mm-hmm. per- sense yeah, i was like is. why am i uplifted by this fucked up ass movie? <laughs> right it is a weirdly life-affirming film ultimately yeah yeah like it's a choose life kind of movie mm-hmm. i'll gotta say one just- of the most intense Tense parts of the movie is when he's hanging off the ledge oh. and then it slips. I was like, no more compound fractures. <laughs> no more. I mean, there ends up being one in the end, but I was just like, I can't see someone fall off a fucking cliff again. I just can't. The series of too much, too cliff diving. Oh God, there was something that I was watching and it's like every single time somebody like fell, they'd fall straight down. It was compound fractures. I think it was child's play. That like there was a couple yes. of different yes yeah yes that's correct <laughs> yeah because the the boyfriend falls off the ladder he's got the compound fracture the mom falls and she falls straight down and yeah mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. yeah I can't I can't I can't I do it folks Rachel <laughs> you're doing the Kermit arms <laughs> 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 
how like truly adorable his girlfriend was. Yeah. 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 She was cute. It was nice to see her and the mum kind of like bonding. I thought the metal girl was old. Yeah, I liked this movie. I really did. I can't believe this is two torturing movies I've seen this week, and I liked them both. Who the fuck am I? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> well, I'm like, I've also, have, have any of you seen Fatal Attraction? I've never seen Fatal oh, Attraction. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Not since I was like a teenager. Well, I think yeah. we need to watch yeah. that. I mean, I've just read a thousand like think pieces about the misogyny in Fatal Attraction. Yeah, right? So... And like by the end that everybody in the theater is just like, kill her, kill her. Oh, yeah, mm. for sure. But I feel like this I manages not, not to be that. Mm-hmm. in a way do you know what i mean no, i don't you, think I mean, it's like a girls a certain, are crazy no i don't know i i was just like run her over she's still coming run her over yeah she is a real threat head in the floor before he ends up in the dungeon it's like no she's not dead get the hammer and mm-hmm. hit her again <laughs> right yeah. yeah but i think she becomes a slasher killer yes as opposed to like the extremely gendered character of Glenn Close. Oh, any other thoughts on loved ones? Jody? I feel like I didn't hear a ton from you. Any other thoughts? Um, that's okay. Um, I don't have Sarah. that much to say um, as much as you guys did. I just didn't really like it um, as much as you guys did. Um, I did really like that last um, shot, though, of her kind of crawling in the road, using the knife and her elbows to just, like, pull herself yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Because she's only wearing, like, a little yeah. prom dress, right? So her knees and hear elbows the knife must be, like, stabbing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know they're all getting bloody because she's just like raking him across the concrete. But I like as much as I want him to back up and hit her with the car. I also was saying like, put your head down, just put your head yeah, down, right. and he'll go over you. Because there's that long shot of her watching the car yeah. come towards her, but I don't know if she knows <laughs> that he's in the car, right? So I don't know if that yeah, was... and it just like smack. Yeah, right. So my official review is: this is the movie that like <laughs> gives you involuntary kegels. <laughs> You're like everything's tucked up inside. <laughs> That's right. If you need a Kegel you know, workout. Am I the only one that has that experience yeah. when something's really no, upsetting? Right. Like everything pucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suddenly like two inches taller on the couch. <laughs> no? Should no. I cut that? No, no I totally think that's too much information. That's right. Never. <laughs> there goes my political career. Kegel was, girl running for office. A long time ago. That's also news you can use. Though. That is. <laughs> You want strong kegels? Yes! Yes. Walnut crushers at the end of this movie. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, I'll cut that. No, no! No? Okay! (laughs) God, people must wonder what gets cut. (laughs) This stays in. Right, right. (laughs) And yes, it's as bad as you think. After watching these two things together, do you have any meta thoughts about (laughs) daddy horror? I think I'd need to see more of it before I really decided. Yeah. Is it, it's anything. a subject that you're now compelled, like more compelled by and interested in exploring. I think like I'm we've in- done a lot of motherhood horrors. Yeah. The same mm-hmm. kind of. I think I'm interested anyway, but maybe just as a girl who has a dad and a horror fan. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think that like the, the mother, son, father, daughter, I think that's all interesting to watch just because we're all so connected to the idea of those relationships and so seeing them played out or different you know themes uh explored is really interesting because we all have like a point of reference for it you know? right yeah i guess that's true yeah we're all we're not all moms we're not yeah moms, but we are all daughters yeah well you and know. also i think like the motherhood stuff gets to me just because i've like you still think about that stuff even if yeah. you're not a parent yourself you know yeah 
me. Like those ideas have been pushed on you. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And then you had said um, you're interested in horror movies where it's about like the horror being socialized female. Yeah. And I think in these movies, there's also these movies get at that like um, the way that unlike in mother son horror, uh-huh. like if the son is developing into like a sexual being that is not seen as threatening to the relationship or a problem to be reckoned with that's a good point. necessarily mm-hmm. in horror. Whereas I feel like culturally and in these movies, like it's much more of a problem to be reckoned with uh-huh. if the daughter is becoming a sexual being and like how the father is going to relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of interested in how these both look at that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Cause even if you didn't come from a conservative or religious yeah. background, just in media in general and everything we see is all about like, you know, um, oh, guys are going to be lining up at the door. I better get your shotgun. All of, I mean, that's just like a joke that everybody makes. It's so like ingrained, but we don't have that same thing with yeah. mother and sons. And, and I think dads are so worried about how to relate in, to it. In like, uh, even if you never see those messages, like yeah. if you go to school, right. you're yeah. surrounded by boys who are given those messages. Yes. And so you get socialized that way, whether it's at home or at school. Right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm quite interested in, um, so I watched this documentary recently about incels and uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it already on the show, but just like rage watching, oh, you know, like no, like no. men, uh, it's, it's called The Secret yeah. S- Secret Life of Incels. Uh, I don't know if, um, it, it was a BBC one, so I don't know if you'll be able to find it, uh, but check it out if you can, if you want some rage. That, I am that looking is. it up. Um, and it's, Going you, on the list. you know, it's, it's literally men murdering women for not having sex with them. Um, but then in, mm, in this uh-huh. case, so at, at the very end when she says, well, I'm going to go and um, stab your girlfriend through the heart like you stabbed me through the heart. And it reminded me of um, uh, that there was a My Favourite Murder recently about a case from the, I think it was the late 80s or the early 90s. I can't remember the names of the people, but um, it was a, a lady who murdered her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Um, and just the idea of um, men killing women and women killing other women. um and how that relates to their relationships mm-hmm. with men. I just wondered if you guys had any thoughts about that, or if, if oh, was that you know, the any other movies were kind of I can't remember, but it was um, he'd he'd broken up with the, with with her and um, was with somebody else, and she kept like showing up at his house and everything, and then uh, and then killed the the new girlfriend. Um, I, I'll have to dig out the episode and, and find out find out the names of the people involved. Um, but then there's also something similar in the um, Dear Zachary um, documentary as well, which is really heartbreaking. If you guys have seen that. Yeah. 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 No, I've avoided it because oh, it sounded like it would be it's it's really heartbreaking. Stuff. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not for me. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will definitely check out this. I'm always interested in stuff about yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I think it's for the same reason I'm a horror fan. Yeah, I mean, no, know your enemy. Yeah, I disturbing as you know, fuck. Just, yeah, yeah definitely all right so any other thoughts before we wrap up the loved ones nope all right I don't think so. excellent choices matilda as yeah. usual yeah. thanks for playing along thanks for the challenge <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it i'm growing i'm learning things about myself um yeah good stuff um okay so listener mail yeah. we got i teased it at the beginning we got some listener mail this week it's really just one email but buckle in folks it's it's a long one okay but it's necessary to go through the whole thing. Okay. Um, and I think it, it is a ton of fun. So let me open up my email. All right. So this email comes from our buddy, Doug from Georgia. Now he has written in in the past. So he is a regular listener. And if there is any question that he's a regular listener, listener is about to be, because <clears throat> the, the level of inside jokeness that is about to come at okay. you. 
<clears throat> also, there's something that happened on this podcast when we get to Sarah's part <laughs> that was so, like, chef's kiss perfect timing. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Doug from Georgia says, howdy. I continue, as always, to enjoy the shows. Everybody is so cool, and I enjoy the freewheeling, a.k.a. uncontrolled, sort of loose uh, nature of the show. In repayment for all the free hours of listening fun everybody has provided to us, the listeners, I've come up with a plot to the film that the zombie girls would be making in a better world. Oh my god. (laughs) Amazing. I present to you the zombie zombie girls, the motion picture, an anthology horror film. (laughs) Cool. All right. <clears throat> Excellent. Get ready. There's a lot of poop in this, but okay. <laughs> hang in. <laughs> All right. Fair. Wrap around story. It begins in the Oval Office while Res- President Ronald Rump, constipated from a lifetime of evil consumption and villainy, receives a report of malicious activity against the forces of conservative and impotent rage. <laughs> Hitting a button to convert his chair to a toilet without having to get up, the rancid orange one reads the report, which is about a little house in the Northwest. First story, the haunted house. Frat boys are reading punch laced with GHB, ketamine, and rohypnol to give out to a campus women's reproductive rights event. Unfortunately for them, they decided to mix their villainous concoction in the basement of the very house wherein famous local witch Ariel was burned at the stake <laughs> and where she swore to come, she would come back from the dead if there were to be any harm visited on innocent women. Yes. Awesome. I, I mean, <laughs> so like the next day you came back? <laughs> uh, which is like the major plot hole in pure. Um, <laughs> after all the scoundrels mix their brew, the house comes alive. Ariel, the splinter witch, makes them all pay slowly for their evil intentions with wood throughout the house as it begins to splinter and soon they experience thousands of cuts in places where the cut would be the most painful (laughs) ariel floats away from their crumpled corpses laughing at the justice she has left behind (laughs) so cool (laughs) so there you go splinter witch all right second story or no sorry back to wraparound story rump tries to dismiss this as mere humbug but he continues to the next report this takes place in a in Sunny, safe Florida. Second story. Matilda Dentata. (laughs) I love it already. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Runoff from a ridiculously overpriced resort, Maro Rata, has polluted an important swamp. And noted scientist Matilda is researching the swamp when Biff, the manager of Margot Rata, realizes that she has found proof of their human trafficking. So he shoots her and she falls into the waters, technically dead. Matilda floats down until she reads Mother Root, a mystical force which gives her new life and new hunger. (laughs) (laughs) Matilda returns from the swamp waters reborn and she marches toward Margot Rata. Looking lovely, nobody suspects that her body now opens from sternum to navel with a new toothy mouth that holds all the hunger of the earth and which can easily crush and gnash evil men with aplomb. Soon, Biff finds himself embraced by terror as giant teeth crushes his innards and other unmentionables as (laughs) as the earth squeals with delight as its local tormentor has is now fertilizer. Wow. Awesome. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm so touched. <laughs> when it's I so saw perfect. Matilda Dentata, I fucking <laughs> fell out. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So back to the wraparound story. Rump realizes that his elbow has accidentally been sending out tweets. So he sends out a few intentional ones and nobody can tell the difference. <laughs> he reaches for the next report. Third story. Steel Shark. Ooh. <laughs> can you guess who this yeah. is about <laughs> a girl's night turns hectic when bethany and ronnie's electric car is run off the road by hogs a local red a local redneck men who feel it's their god-given right uh that they swagger slap and abuse the fairer sex shoot guns and guzzle gas the ladies run through the field of wheat and corn as their predators give chase they discover to their surprise an abandoned outdoor roller derby stadium from the 70s, <laughs> the Golden Elbow. As they run toward... <laughs> so good, right? Yeah. Like, good. Do we need to open a roller rink? <laughs> oh, the Golden Elbow? Good. As they run towards it, they spy lone figure skating. It's Sarah. Eight feet of sinew and steel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two Sarah stock on top of each other? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, in a mask that looks like a golden teardrop with eye holes, the women run past Sarah and she motions them past her. Uh, but when the men try to pass her, they found out why Sarah was known as Steel Shark as she pulls out more sharp implements than should be physically possible by one human-shaped being. <laughs> Body parts fly. Manhoods are separated from bodies. Blood splatters everywhere. And former tough dudes assume the fetal position as they await the sharp, tearing steel of justice. <laughs> In the end, Sarah continues to skate over their bodies and, their, and refuse, uh, and she will wait for all of eternity for the next transgressor to arrive. <laughs> oh, oh, so it would be so great if I could actually roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it with one of those little like roller skating walkers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, okay, so back to the wraparound story. Rump realizes that... Oh, I already did that one. Uh, Rump realizes that these stories have made him more constipated, so he reaches for a bottle of Fiber One and downs it. Back to reading stories. Uh, fourth story, Technovirus. <laughs> All right, so I'm imagining like a synth score at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Like very cyberpunk, very lawnmower man kind of vibes. Uh -huh. Okay. Rust Litball, notorious mass media conservative hate monger, thinks he got rid of that uppity UK journalist, Explodey Joe. <laughs> When he <laughs> when he had her plane uh, laced with bombs and that exploded. As he writes his next piece about factually erroneous tripe, he doesn't realize that Explodey Joe has become reborn and lives electronically within mm -hmm. the technology <clears throat> and the internet so that she is now one with it. He tries to post. She erases it. He tries to like a post from Resident Rump, and she turns it to dislike. <laughs> Finally, he kicks his computer. How did he get his leg up there? It wasn't easy. But that's when all the pieces of the Explodey Joe controlled computer slowly pulls Rust screaming into tiny, meaty chunks. Then rebuilds him into an experimental art project consisting of three miniature sheep and a frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Exploding Joe then re-enters the internet to get to her, her next maniac online, enjoying her newfound abilities and attracting many romantic suitors with attractive beers. <laughs> beards. I like it. <laughs> Final story. Uh, end wraparound. The Crusher. Mm. Okay. Resident Rump is incensed that his team has been infiltrated by never rumpers. How else can you explain all these crazy stories about evil men getting their comeuppance? Needing to talk things out, he rings his cabinet. He rings his cabinet, but no, he gets no reply. He rings for his chef to fix a plate of spare ribs, and there's no reply to that as well. Slowly pulling himself off his throne and still constipated, Rump goes <laughs> to the door himself. The first time that he has touched the door handle unassisted in nearly 50 years. He opens the door and is amazed to see 15 duck publican senators all writhing on the floor, holding their bloody crotches and moaning in anguish. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> he spies at the end of the long hallway that superhero of the people, Rachel, the world-famous former wrestler who was bitten by a radioactive puppy to become the costume and spandexed out crusader in a fashion-forward costume. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Wait till you hear my superpower. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, her finishing move was the crusher, where she would pulverize the cantankerous cockles of evil men and reduce their weapons to jelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Rump sees Rachel has a red right hand and his eyes bug out when 30 tiny crushed peanuts drop to the floor. But I'm guessing, is it like nuts? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rachel the Crusher joins the orange buffoon and says, you're next. Rump suddenly, <laughs> no longer constipated, starts running as fast as he can and slips in his own mess. Doors can't stop her, and bullets bounce off the bodacious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm blushing. Okay, uh, as nothing will stop her from extracting justice for all humanity and the entire universe. <laughs> the film ends with a scream and the sound of two tiny soft things hitting the floor squishily. <laughs> the end. Dot dot dot. Or not. Oh my god, it's a double feature! (laughs) So, the B-movie accompaniment for Zombie Girls, the motion picture is Stream Queens. Yes. And Cage Justice. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Oh my god. So cool. I actually am losing my voice. What do you guys think? Great. So creative. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm so upset that it isn't real. I know. I know, right? I want to be a Splinter Witch. You would be an excellent Splinter Witch. (laughs) Yeah. And what about you, Technovirus? Joey, do you feel like you're ready to take on? Absolutely. We need to get someone who can draw to like to like draw posters of these or something for us. (laughs) Oh my god, movie posters! Yes. That would be so amazing. Yeah, it would. Who can draw? I can't draw 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 either. None of us draw on the show. What a shame. Because <laughs> they would be hilarious. Yeah. And you got a superhero feature? I did! Yeah. We all know I love a superhero. Oh, yeah. Yes. My dream is to be Captain Marvel. So this is a. I mean, I'll take the crusher. Fuck yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Turning cockles into jelly. That's what they all say. <laughs> I had a nickel. <laughs> so that was that our greatest email ever? 
that was pretty good. That was really cool. It was fucking epic, right? You put so much time into it. That was awesome. I also, like, I love all the little touches that, like, shows he, like... Yeah. Like, all... There's little things for each of us. You know what I mean? Like, for each one of us. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I loved it. I've been holding on to this for, like, two weeks. Oh, my God. Like, I almost sent it it to you guys immediately, but I was like, no, I want to hear the laughter. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super excited I got to share it with you. All right. So this is going to be a hard email to beat, folks. But that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. We'd still love to hear from everybody out in the audience. Like... Doug has set the bar, y'all. Like that that email is freaking hilarious. And the Doug fan art is welcome. Du- yes, Definitely. bring on the Doug fan art, please. I would love to see what people like because I have in my mind what I pictured. Right. But I would love to see what other people come up with for this fan art. Or just send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can hit us up on Facebook. We all are chilling there and would love to hear from you. And if you like the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes. It's a great way to support the show. So do it. Okay. <laughs> I guess that just leaves us with the ZG Beachy. Oh, and, right. And the streaming. So, and the streaming pick. Yes. Jody, you're in charge of the ZG Beachy. Take oh. it away. Oh, cool. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, we're going to do ZG Beachy. So we're going to, uh, we usually pick three movies that focus in on kind of a subgenre or a theme or something like that. Um, but Matilda, you picked the um, the theme this time, uh, I guess, to maybe tie in with your movie picks. Um, do you want to say why you chose... Um, the horrors of adolescence yeah um i really like movies that are kind of like coming of age horror like where something that is a milestone um or where horror happens at a at a particular time Mm -hmm. in somebody's childhood um and adolescence is such a fraught time where you're kind of between where like trust falls away often Mm -hmm. like trust of authority falls away there's this urge to have more of the world, but you're not trusted with it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a very compelling time. Also, I see a lot of teenagers in my practice, so it's a it's a <laughs> period I think about a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, did you want to go first? Sure. Although I have quite a few. <laughs> when I went through this, I was like, oh, I just did a ZGBG on like, this is my favorite genre. Right. <laughs> um, oh, does anybody else want to go I'll Rachel, do you want to go? Why not? Have... I'll, I'll go first. Uh-huh. I volunteer <laughs> as a tribute. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, Horrors of Adolescence. Yeah. So, I picked a couple. Uh, there were a lot of movies in this genre. Like you, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, usually I always pick the obvious ones, but instead I'm going to pick the ones that I really like. So, the first one I picked is Teeth. Yeah, that's on my list. Which is <laughs> one of my favorite movies, period. It's yep. so good. I love, I, I will never forget the look on her face, the smile on her face at the end of the movie. As a never nude, the <laughs> pelvic exam scene really resonated. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's funny, it's dark, it's fucked up. And like, uh, it was when we first started the podcast, one of the first sort of like feministy movies we covered. Yeah. And it, I saw it again somewhat recently and it really holds up. So I would say for people who are like wanting to explore how scary and confusing this time is in your life when like, like, and on theme with the purity rings, I would definitely recommend checking out teeth. Um, The next one I picked is We Are What We Are, Mm -hmm. which have you guys seen this movie? The uh, English version or the Spanish version? The English, I have not seen the Spanish version. 
It's the English version that I've seen. I probably should see the Spanish version because I love this movie so much. It's a Jim Mickle joint. Um, I lo- I've loved everything this guy has done. Um, but this one I think yes. is maybe my favorite. I forgot uh, about this movie. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah. it's about like this family who has a very particular diet, let's say, mm-hmm. dietary restrictions. <laughs> and um, at a certain point when you come of age, you have to participate in this ritual. And um, this takes place after the death of their mother, where they are now being asked to kind of like step into the woman of the house role. And that means they have to participate in this, this, um, this ritual. And uh, it's about deciding your own destiny, uh, carving your own future. Do you like all these puns? Do you like yes. where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah. And it is it is a moody delight yeah. with mm-hmm. the most amazing ending. Yeah, it is so and good. As someone who does not enjoy soup, this is the scariest <laughs> soup-related movie. <laughs> so definitely check out We Are What We Are. And then my final movie, so those first two are very much about girls adolescents mm-hmm. and my final movie is actually about boy adolescents mm-hmm. and that is the movie brightburn oh yeah okay. i i just watched that oh. not too long ago yeah so this is all about like dark superman like mm-hmm. what if superman came to earth and it was a horror movie um and it's fun like it's a fun really like way more violent movie than you are expecting yes um but what I think it does so well is it, like, talks about the origins of toxic masculinity and, like, how puberty can sometimes align with entitlement, mm-hmm. especially as their bodies change and get stronger and angry. Like, mm-hmm. all the hormones. Like, it's a dark take on, like, what the hormones about, like, and male sexuality. Interesting. It's- it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I really love this movie. It is fucked up and I love it. And it definitely falls into the category of adolescence. Yeah. And if you've, you've watched enough, like, I'm scared of my period movies, check out mm-hmm. Brightburn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who would like to go next? So uh, my first one for adolescence horror is Disturbing Behavior. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, the movie's, the movie's flawed. But, I mean, is there anything more scary than especially you know to the outcast kids becoming one of those kids you know mm-hmm. one of the popular yeah. kids one of the the you know so and you know and the parents that are willing to do it it's like oh he's acting out let's you know let's change him instead of dealing with right. our own issues that are making this happen um number 2 the uh from 1957 i was a teenage werewolf you know, mm-hmm. it's a, I almost put that on my mm-hmm. list too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not only Sorry, does it deal Sarah. with like you know transformation, but if I remember, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen it, um, you know, Michael Landon's character—he's kind of like a tough guy, kind of gets into fights mm-hmm. and stuff, and he ends up being sent to see the psychologist who's trying to get him to control his his you know his nature, and then and in the meantime is also like giving him. This uh, is experimenting on him and bringing out his, you know, primal nature. Um, and then my other one is uh, Trick or Treat, the uh, the one from his eighty six, eighty eight. Um, hmm. and because it's like because that 
I know for me, especially like junior high, high school, it was music, all about music. Like, you know, and and I would have been devastated if one of my heroes had passed away, especially like if they were like from my town and they were coming back to my town and then they passed mm. away. And just that like, you know, it's for you know, you have this character who's who's bullied and and he's kind of the outcast in his town and the only thing that he has is the music and then his his idol passes away right before you know, his hometown idol passes away right before it and he gets this record that like, you know, is this special record and it means the world to him, but it's also the source of this like evil infecting everyone around him so those are my those are my three cool Mm -hmm. that's cool i don't think i've ever seen trick-or-treat like that one you're Mm -hmm. talking about thank you um right uh who would like to go next or do you want me to go next no i'll go because i i most of mine are gone now (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry that's fine um yeah so uh i'm just gonna say a really obvious one carrie yeah (laughs) um I mean, there's so much great stuff in that. Everybody oh, yeah. has, I'm sure, seen it. But going through puberty, dealing with your first period, and uh, weird sexual repression, and you know, uh, body shaming from your mother, and dealing with bullying at school. I think all of that is stuff that you know yeah. we relate to, which is why that movie um, has such a pull on us. The penalty, yeah, exactly, the exactly. Uh-huh. Um, one of the other ones that I had was Ginger Snaps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. again, that one's dealing with puberty, body changes, but in like a you know cool werewolfy kind of way. It's a great movie, and also about female friendship too. Yeah, um, at that you know at that age point. And then I had let the right one in, what? Uh, because there's that great relationship between the boy yep. and the vampire girl at a, that that sort of poignant age when you're first making those kind of bonds with each other, mm-hmm. and also towards the end, like breaking away from parental figures. Um, yeah, so that's a great movie too. Oh, nice. Good um, did I just say two or was that three? No, that, that was three. three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Matilda, would you pick yeah, Jody? Do you want to go or... since I picked it? And... Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I picked, um, yeah. oh, well, I had a long list actually. Not, not many of them have been taken, so I'm trying to narrow it down now, but it means I'll have a lot of them. Oh, good, nice. Um, so I had, um, Excision. I think we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, that was on my list. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was, um, interesting how it explores not only like sexuality and, um, going through bodily changes and menstruation but also the kind of like the need to earn your parents approval as well so just a kind of like uh, as an aside yeah. like, more of a social thing aside from puberty um i also had a movie oh i suspect this is going to be on matilda's list as well i don't want to nick it actually um yeah i'll save that one for you matilda just in case it is on your list um so i'll go with um <laughs> a, a movie called requiem which is um based on the same story that inspired the exorcist and it's about um, a girl who, I think it's a German movie, um, and it, um, she goes off to university and then starts having these seizures. Um, she comes from a very sort of conservative religious family, and she may or may not, may or may not be possessed. Um, so that, uh, yeah, that, that's just a really interesting film, and a really kind of, I, not exactly horror, but like definitely horror-inflected, and just really interesting. Um, and my final pick, um, I'm going to go with The Faculty. 
it's not a great movie, but I watched it kind of when I was at mm, the same yeah. age as, as mm-hmm. the characters. And um, it was just kind of fun. Right. And, you know, just exploring those friendships and trying to fit in. And um, I, I heard a theory about it that actually the aliens win after all, because all the characters just kind of slot back into like, you know, like the, the goth character starts wearing a nice dress and then, you know, the nerdy character gets a girlfriend and they all just kind of like become boring mm-hmm. at the end. Um, so I'd like to rewatch that with that in mind yeah. and see if there are any other clues. Um, and it's got a fun sort of 90s, mm-hmm. like, you know, sort of soundtrack as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's from that time period, disturbing <laughs> behavior, the faculty. And I love Elijah right. Woods. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. Go for it, Matilda. Yeah. I want to hear yours. All right. But excision was top of my list. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It would just, it's great. Um, so I went with The Witch. Yes. Oh, yeah. One. Um, just as a kind of like having to figure this out on your own when you're being offered a particular narrative about what's happening to you and you mm-hmm. might not, might or might not want it. Raw is also on my list. Uh-huh. For my third one, I think I'm going to go with Hard Candy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then I had others. I'm curious if other people had other like I have backups. A couple others. Mm-hmm. One of the um, one of the others that I had that I thought you might have picked, um, uh, Matilda, was Thelma. Watch that. I need yeah. to watch that too. I haven't seen it. Okay, that's oh, I thought you'd seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, that that was one of my no. ultimates. Yeah, um, it's a similar to Requiem in that she she goes off to university. I think it's a European movie and um, kind of um, has this like repressed sexuality that she starts to kind of explore, but then starts experiencing um, like supernatural powers. Or, um, but you know, is it all in her mind? You know that kind of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. it's okay. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I, uh-huh. I thought I thought you'd seen it, so I figured you might have picked it if you had. But... No. What did other people have? Is there? Um, I had the little girl who lives down the lane, hmm. which is Jodie Foster, where she's like yeah. right. being God, sort I of like hunted so by mm-hmm. Martin Sheen. Yeah, and she has like a little magician boyfriend. That's a good one. <laughs> um, and Stoker. Oh, I haven't seen that. Stoker. Oh, yeah. that Nicole Kidman one, huh? Yeah. Um, I also had Jennifer's Body. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That on and then also, uh, the Book of Birdie. I was, was wondering if you were going to say Book of Birdie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody ever got around to seeing that one. Yet, but no, I haven't. You have yet. to see. I feel like okay. you out of everybody would probably like it the most. But um, it's got great stuff about this girl sort of trying to figure herself out. And also she paints with period blood. There I mean, it's go. like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so a lot the... of like religious iconography and her playing with that and messing with it. And, and then it also has her like in trying to find herself kind of having this romantic relationship with a young girl who lives at the convent too. And yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Julio. That was great. My other and- two, a uh, couple that I had on here were blew my mind and the transfiguration, both of which I've talked about recently. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. going to say both of those. Um, and then I have an out of genre one that I think is the movie that captures the cringe Mm. of early adolescence better than anything else and that's welcome to the dollhouse oh yeah have people seen that like it just makes me want to crawl out of my skin to think about it have you watched pin 15 not yet you will love it really if i like that (laughs) oh if you want cringe of adolescence it doesn't get more cringy than pin 15 (laughs) i I also had um sleepaway camp uh nightmare on elm street 2 it follows and um, it 
the original it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And it follows too. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't think also, of that. Also, that was a good topic. Yeah. yeah that was a good one. Good job. Follow the families. Rabbit holes today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So that just leaves us with our streaming pick. Yeah. So I'm going to do the streaming pick and then Jody, I'm going to cut to you to take us out. Okay. So start gathering your chi. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to give you as much advance notice as possible. Okay? <laughs> Next time I'm just going to be like, okay, at the end of the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Jody, get ready. We're going to end the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> this is this was totally unplanned, but it just worked out great. So, okay. our streaming pick for this episode is a little movie you may have heard of called The Headhunter. <laughs> <laughs> We said a lot about it, so I don't need to go in depth. But here is the um, the description from the internet. I don't know, remember where I got this. A medieval warrior's gruesome collection of severed heads is missing. Only one: the monster that killed his daughter years ago. Um, really love this movie. I'm super excited. It just got picked up by Shutter, so now like I, when I saw it, like it was like on video on demand and I don't feel like it got any hype at all. And so it was kind of like this undiscovered gem. Yeah. And so I'm super excited that now it's on shutter. It's easier to get your eyeballs on. Um, it's, it's t- got lots of cool creature effects, lots of tons of atmosphere. Um, I really loved it. I don't want to overhype it. I may have overhyped it at this point, but I mean, that's really on you. Great <laughs> <laughs> like, assault this shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fun. And Jody, there's a really big beard. Nice. There is a very large, very large beard. beard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the main character who you spend the entire very movie beardy. with, <laughs> the bearded. I don't know that how you say that. That would be like D bearded. Yeah, yeah. bearded. He's bu bearded. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out for the beards alone. Nice. All right, so that's basically it. So until next time, Jody, take us out. Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> let us know about uh, what movies you liked this year and send us uh, send us some recommendations. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> Dude, it's gross. Beans are gross. And it's like all these like beauty shots of beans where there's like pouring beans and pots. <laughs> Like, I don't I don't need this in my life. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> okay, so we're recording. Glad we got some of that. Um Well, I'm like, I've also have, have any of you seen Fatal Attraction? I've never seen Fatal Attraction. Oh, yes. yeah. But I do think we should watch that. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Just I mean, yeah, I feel like you need to have seen it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I hate Michael Douglas. Oh, for sure. This will do nothing to change that. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to lean the fuck Find in. Find him very tiresome. <laughs> Michael Douglas's. For sure. For sure. For sure. We could pair it with single white female. Didn't that come out right around the yeah. same time? Oh, I did yeah. see that. Yeah. Or we could just basic instinct. Just do the full oh, yeah. Michael Douglas yeah. sex film. <laughs> Double feature. Yeah. Matilda's into it. You should see the relationship. <laughs> Nodding, Nodding enthusiastically. Head. What was I describing about a fossil where I had to? I was on an airplane, was trying to turn my body away from you. Would you rather watch the the head coring scene yes. or Michael Douglas? Have sex. Yes. <laughs> Have sex and dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I so I watched that movie with my dad. Oh my god. When I was like Fatal 14. Attraction. Yeah. And what did dad have to say about it? There's just like a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs>
Queen or dad? <laughs> I don't think he knew what we were getting into when we said this is a that. common occurrence. I know. I know. I feel like you need to like whatever the version of does the dog die. Yes, I was going to say. Like, should I wash this with my dad? Dot com? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be like, no, dude. <laughs> Don't watch Double Lover with your dad. Oh, don't. The first I mean, scene is a cervix. Like, don't watch Oh, that. no, no. It's okay. <laughs> it is. I, I speak from experience. Whoa. What is that sound? I don't know. It's like a robot screaming. Oh. <laughs> Someone, ki- Whoever's killing the robot, stop. <laughs> Let the robot live. Unless it's Skynet. Then go ahead and kill it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my